0: this alcoholics podcast god knows what episode this is but we're getting there we're getting (laughs) high numbers huh almost triple digit um i'm razia this is iman and uh today we're going to talk about probably one of our most or yeah one of our most serious episodes um that you'll probably see in a bit uh definitely not like our buzzfeed quiz party stuff that we've been doing no (laughs) (laughs) um just to wrap up something that's um you know you're definitely aware of. You've been seeing all over social media, all over the news, um, and is uh, a topic that is important to the both of us, um, and certainly, Amon. And uh, we wanted to talk about this and use, um, you know, whatever tiny platform that we have to have this discussion <laughs> and yeah. uh, share our thoughts on the matter. Um, we put a lot of effort and structure into this episode, so it can't yeah. be as like free flowing as it usually is when we have these um, discussions. But hopefully. Um, it's an opportunity for us to share our thoughts, but also like learn something out of this. So, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. And I mean, like the reason we did it that way is because we want to make sure that all our information is correct and like, I'm, okay. So first of all, the, obviously the topic yeah. <laughs> is no need to re- re- beat around the bush. No. Um, uh, the topic is obviously like the ongoing black lives matter movement, um, that sparked through, I mean, various things, but really the, the catalyst was the murder of George, George Floyd. Um, on May 25th Uh, and so initially I don't like for myself um, as a black woman like I told Razia I was like I don't I didn't really want to do an episode on this because I'm just like tired of things like this continuously happening and then people like look to the black community to tell them what to do when they're grieving,
0: almost yeah.
1: Um, and it's like, yeah, it's like, give us the solution, but it's like we're we're grieving, yeah. so you know, other people need to step up. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, uh, actually, my friend Afra was came up with the idea, and you know, gave us the suggestion was to it's still it's still important to talk about it, but maybe focus on like the positive outcomes that are that are happening because of uh, this like worldwide movement now yeah. um, and so that's kind of what we wanted to focus on today um, but start off with the episode kind of just wrapping up the, uh, uh, the situation and also talking about I guess our feelings for a little bit before we go into um, the bulk of the episode so right. uh, as I mentioned yes it the murder of George Floyd was really the catalyst um, in Minneapolis or in, in Minnesota as a whole um, where we saw a lot of this start but as I'm sure everybody knows right before um, George Floyd, there was uh, Ahmad Arbery and there was Breonna Taylor. Um, Ahmad Arbery was not, okay, was not killed um, by police. Mm -hmm. Um, I heard that they were former police, but I am not entirely sure on that, so don't take my word for it. But Breonna Taylor was killed by police. um, And so there was a lot of buildup. And I think that with what happened to George Floyd, I think it was just like the breaking point for a lot of people.
0: Yeah.
1: Um especially like just in the the way that it happened. Like it was just in front of all these people who felt so helpless and they couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. Because they're scared for their own lives it, with interrupting police right. and you see people who are supposed to be out there protecting you right. um, killing a man in front of everybody at, like during the day
0: yeah
1: not that it would make any difference if it was nighttime but I'm just saying like it's broad daylight people are going around about their day and someone's being killed by the people that are supposed to be protecting the public and not only is it just the the not just the man killing George Floyd by choking him but it's also the three other officers that stood there and did nothing who are obviously a part of that that crime as well so I mean like like I said Everybody knows what happened. I don't think we need to uh, relive it because it is very triggering for a lot of people, myself included. Yeah. Uh, so I'll—I mean—I'll hand it off to you if you have any thoughts or <laughs> feelings before we go Get into, into it. it. I mean,
0: uh, yeah, I—I I don't think in—in in this sense, like I'm—I'm I'm happy that you were—you felt comfortable and felt ready to share um, your feelings and discuss about this because really, this is like—I um, am a POC, but this is certainly not my like situation to be like it's not my opinion that should be, that matter, that should matter the most. However, like, as a POC, as a person of color, a minority, um, it, I still hold the responsibility of, like, um, talking about it and making sure I'm talking to other people about it and educating myself, because we all have places to learn. Um, but one thing that kind of, you know, Black Matter, Black Lives Matter has always um, come up in the past. I think 2015, 2016 was the last time. I remember it being big where I think it was Trayvon Martin who was um, Shot and Killed, and, um, that was around the time that Kendrick Lamar, if you remember, he made All all Right, the music video, and, like, that was kind of the anthem for the movement at the time, and so, like, in previous years, I've seen this kind of go up and down, and, like, you know, people care about the hashtag, people don't, but I feel like this time around, it does feel different, I feel like everyone can agree, it does feel that more people are paying attention, and at the very least, like, um, choosing to be vocal and then you know this time more than ever they're like placing a lot more importance on education which i've never seen like so many people especially young people rally around which is like nice and for the first time kind of hopeful um Mm -hmm. not to say that this is like you know now's a like time that everything's gonna be solved and everything's gonna be perfect no yeah there's still a lot to be done um my thoughts are just that like it sucks obviously the video was like not fun to watch. Um, of I didn't George watch it. Floyd, yeah, I don't.
1: <laughs> I really don't. Would not. Recommend I don't that. like. People were spreading it around, and like, yeah. it's yeah. always it, it, with any of these cases. It's always like, watch this and like look at the injustice yeah. that has occurred. But it's like people need to understand that it's
0: not we shouldn't. We yeah. shouldn't
1: have to yeah. see things like that. Like 100%. you're desensitizing yourself to murder. <laughs> like that is murder, and yeah. like it's not good for people's mental health to be watching things like that. Exactly. And it's i know this that is, video is a big part of legitimizing what happened like right. people that there is proof like this is what happened it's not just someone's word um which is problematic in itself because you should believe victims right. um but yeah so i understand the need for video especially at a time like this with you know technology is is everywhere and that's what people use yeah but yeah i didn't watch it and i don't, I I don't it.
0: um so really quickly before we kind of jump into like what our main focus of this episode is, which is to kind of highlight our, like, our positive approach to this topic and kind of give our two cents in terms of, like, the progress we've made in um, the last few weeks. Uh, I know Iman has kind of put together a few notes to quickly recap the BLM situation right now. Um, and I don't know how much in detail you want to get into, Iman, but we'll kind of quickly skim over it for those who are kind of... Especially if you're new to this yeah. conversation to this topic um, and Black Lives Matter, like, you... Like you're missing context. This is a good, really good
1: important portion. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, I, I don't want to get into much detail because it's very. I feel like people can get this information very easily. Yeah, they just have to do the work themselves and look for it. And like, it's it's everywhere. Like, it's not like it's hidden. But um, I did want to um, talk about it a little bit because at the end of the day, this is this is the reality of the situation. Like, yes, we're seeing a lot of positive change, and we're seeing a lot of people come together in solidarity, and we're seeing a lot of allyship, and all that stuff, but at the end of the day, this is what has happened, and I I don't want to dismiss the very real and very negative um, situation that has occurred. So,
0: yeah,
1: I already mentioned that the murder of George, Flo- George Floyd happened May 25th, and he was choked by an officer um, for <laughs> 8 minutes and 46 seconds, mm-hmm. uh, and he choked him by putting his knee on his neck, and like, the horrifying part of it is that he was telling him that he couldn't breathe Mm -hmm. and like you like the officer officers are first responders Mm. as well so they are very like they are educated to see when someone is fighting for their life yeah so at that point that officer knew that he was like the life is draining out of his body and he knew what he was doing yeah and so. So that, like, that's just to... the whole, that's the whole thing. Like, that it, at the end of the day, it's murder. Like, no matter what anybody says, he's a murderer. And also, um, again, I don't want to make this too long, but, like, he's had past um, killings on the job as well. So, like, he has a history. Um, and all this was about uh, George Floyd was at the convenience store um, buying cigarettes. And the employee uh, or the cashier believed that his $20 bill was a counterfeit. And so he called the police, um, and then that's what occurred. Yeah. And that's not how someone should be approached yeah. because of a counterfeit bill. Or, or be treated. Period. Yeah. Anyway, um, like regardless, but um, yeah. Okay. And then um, with uh, Ahmad Arbery, um, he was just running in the neighborhood and was chased by two white men. I believe it was father and son.
0: Yeah. If I'm not
1: mistaken. That. Um, And from the reading that I did, it was uh, initially the father and son that were chasing him. And then another white man in the neighborhood noticed the chase happening and um, also joined the pursuit and then resulted in his killing. Um, And then with Breonna Taylor, she was asleep at home and the police broke down her door in an attempted drug sting, apparently. um, And she was shot eight times in the aftermath of that. So... Those are just a few cases. There are literally mm-hmm. so many cases like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just cases that we know of, but there's also so many cases. Of, and that's something that's very important because there's so many cases where there isn't um, footage or there isn't witnesses. And so we will never know of it because no one is speaking for them. And so my main point of, of just recapping all of this is that regardless of all the good things that are happening right now there's so much more to be done and then and like razia mentioned like there's so many people you know like whether it be celebrities or just whoever that are you know with the movement and you know hashtag like black lives matter whatever but then they they're gone in a week or two and it was like it was just part of the trend and then you know back to normal life and like that's not the case and people like black people don't get to do that this is their lived experience and they have to continue with Mm-hmm. along with all the trauma so 100%. that was kind of my intention is highlighting that fact 100%. um and and just making people understand that like this isn't it's not over yeah. until there's actual systemic change and like that's a long time coming
0: yeah yeah it's um and i think an important thing too is to like remember that these are like everyday people who like, are not outright doing anything bad. These are, like, no. these are just instances where the police certainly overstepped, and, you know, I think, like, I, I kind of mentioned a point about it l- later in the in our notes and stuff, but, like, I think the important part is to just, like, be empathetic. Just realize that this is, like, someone. This is somebody. This is a human being. Yeah. Somebody's, like, loved one, someone's best friend, so something to remember. Um, but thank you, Iman, for going through that. Um... Okay. So, but to really quickly kind of just pull this back into our initial intent for the episode, I think we wanted to highlight the positive changes and kind of how, like, this became a global movement. Um, And again, I mentioned in the past, like, any other time this hashtag has come up, it's been either American-focused or a few people in Canada, a few people in, like, you know, the
1: UK, whatever. Um, It's also interesting because, um, sorry to interrupt, but, like, I I have a couple friends who, like, are, like, international, they're not from... Um, and they reached out to me and they were kind of like, like they, they wanted to understand, which was, which was great. Um, and I had no problem saying anything. Or like trying to explain our point of view from North America versus like the European point of view. Because what, what they mentioned was like for us, we don't see it. Or I don't want to generalize because it's not always the case. But a lot of the times the issue is more immigrant versus non-immigrant in Europe versus like a white versus black thing
0: yeah
1: so like in, in north america it's very much white versus black or like whatever the case may be but in uh a europe or mm. at least from the countries that my friends were from or like so example for spain it's very much like the government is anti-immigrant mm. or the system is anti-immigrant anti-muslim yeah like that was the kind of the context where they're coming from so they were like okay can you explain this to me because we don't really see it like that here again that's their point of view. Right. That's not necessarily what's happening, because obviously, as you can see, people protesting. Like it's still a very yeah. real issue all around. But it was interesting to kind of hear that feedback.
0: For sure. Yeah. No. And I, I mean, I'm kind of gonna touch on it later on. But it's just I'm having conversations with people outside of my personal like group and stuff because I'm also um, like within the workplace. Like I'm uh, definitely one of the only POCs. Um, and especially visible minority too, right? Um, so again, like, I don't want it to seem like a burden, but like, I, I, I do end up like, not even just in the workplace that I've been in consistently with race topics. I've had to almost be like the, the representative, do you know what I'm saying? To kind of say, okay, here's, here's why people are sensitive about this topic. Here's why this is the way that it is. Yes, racism exists in Canada kind of stuff. Like, so, um yeah that's kind of been my experience too to kind of hear different perspectives and be like oh we like you weren't exposed to this i understand so let me yeah um but yeah but also people need to learn how
1: to do things on their (laughs) (laughs) just putting that out there i mean like yeah it's great that you feel comfortable enough to to approach someone who you know whether it be like a someone in the workplace a friend or whatever who is part of um the black community or if it's like a a greater like person of color issue yeah um that you feel comfortable enough to go and ask but people should also understand that sometimes the person you're speaking to doesn't have the capacity to to give you the answer all the yeah, time and shouldn't have for to. whatever reason and they don't have to yeah, either exactly. so like sometimes you just need yeah. to do it you need to, if you're if you're interested in change you need to do the work yeah exactly so, you get the point yeah uh- i mean i get it <laughs> hopefully people get it too. <laughs> anyway let's let's talk about some positive stuff yeah, let's, let's talk about so, so I yeah. mean, th- some of the like actual—I w- I don't want to say the concrete systemic changes, but like some of the stepping stones in creating s- systemic change, there have been things that are happening. And so, for example, on May twenty-first, um, Louisville met Louisville. That's how you say it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. uh, Louisville Metropolitan Police Department announced they require all sworn officers to body cameras. Um, the fact that that wasn't a thing before is. An issue but hey yeah it's happening now so that's good um they also mentioned that they would be changing how the department comes out uh who how the department carries out search warrants um in response to uh george taylor's death um but i don't know if that's a, like you know how it might just be talk i sorry not george taylor that was the wrong name sorry uh brianna taylor yeah Um, in in response to Breonna Taylor's death. But um, again, like a lot of times police like come out with statements um, and then never follow through with it. Um, So I don't really know if that is really a thing, but I mean, it's something for now. And hopefully, I mean, there's so many petitions circulating and we will link to petitions too that you guys can um, support that are are creating change. So, mm-hmm. um but like big things that I wanted to talk about um were the whole um defunding the police movement that's happening. Mm-hmm. And so in in uh, Minneapolis, the Minneapolis City Council has committed to disbanding the police, um which is crazy and that's that is because of the protest. Like that is because of the public what they fought for. Mhm. And that's also something that is currently in the works in many cities, but I want to say because we're from Toronto, it is in the works in Toronto as well. There are Toronto councillors that are putting forward motion to defund the police. And I think I saw, I I don't want to say for sure, but I think I saw a statistic that that was only going to be by 10%, which does amount to like, I think over $100 million or over $200 million. However, it's still just 10%. Like that's just 10% of their funding. Can you imagine? How much money are they freaking getting?
0: Uh, Yeah, I know. But just the idea that the, like, I kind of wrote it as a note here, the fact that, like, one of my biggest things about the positive aspects that came out of this movement is the fact that we're even talking about defunding the police. Like, that, like, yeah. somebody made a tweet or a post about it that, like, gave it, like, a, even a year ago. Like, that term, de- defund the police, would have gone people, all over people's head. That would have been considered too left, too radical. Um, and I feel like it's only relevant now, well, not only because of what's been happening, but it's because of the education, the amount of things that are out there that are explaining exactly, exactly why it matters. And and, it, and it's not as, like, the, the term or the statement sounds like it's doing a lot more than it is. But really, it's just, like, looking very frankly at, you know, statistically how much police departments get funded. And then considering how much that gives them power to, you know, militarize
1: and, you know, not care about yeah, like-
0: societies, really, but control right so yeah
1: it's yeah and and people just didn't understand what that meant what does defund like even my family they were like defund the police like does that mean get rid of the police and it's like no 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 that's not what it means it means we need to be looking in our communities to be doing a lot of um of the safekeeping of keeping the community safe and then when it comes to like real true crime you know like things that need that type of force then you bring in the but I would say, as a start, um, people should not be calling police into their um, neighborhoods to begin with. Like, if you see something happen um, that doesn't require like immediate assistance, like if someone is getting like shot, if someone is like gonna die, okay, I understand. Um, but if you see like a petty theft or something that if you know that you could just go into the police station and report, and it would get, it would be the same outcome mm-hmm. go to the police station and report it yeah. don't be calling police into your community like with mm-hmm. the, what we're seeing that is like st- i just find that like you're, you you want to cause harm and you know what white people have been using that to intentionally cause harm to black people and we've yeah. seen it we saw that video of that woman in and this man yeah. um they who, had to
0: share the same last name cooper
1: yeah he yeah. was he's a he what he would always be going through the. i think he biked right in the park yeah, he's I just a, bird a watcher. He's literally her, just yeah. a birdwatcher. He was like an avid, you know, person that went through that trail. Yeah. And this woman had her dog not on the leash, even though it was a trail that specified that the dog needs to be on their leash. And he asked her to put the dog on the leash, and she decided she didn't like him telling her what to do, and threatened to call the police, and knew that, like, and on the phone she's saying, I'm with African-American. Like, she knew what she was doing. 100%. So, by the way, she got her dog back. Just saying. Did she? Uh, yeah. Yeah are we surprised but okay so yeah like yeah yeah it's all it's all of that stuff so but what are the positive things that you have been seeing right yeah
0: no so Mm -hmm. i i kind of made that general point of like i'm loving that especially on twitter people are sharing how they're making individual acts within their personal life to um confront and or start discussions with family members with friends with people that we might have known in the back of our heads that they're making the wrong assumptions or might have the wrong beliefs to bring it up to the dinner table and be like, hey, we're talking about this, it's relevant right now. And in learning what we've shared, a lot of, so many people have been saying really, really great resources that I'm genuinely bookmarking so I can Mm -hmm. reference later. Um, Mm -hmm. And some of it is here that I have like, um, uh, in like different links and stuff. So maybe I should start by um, sharing my screen. And the last thing, too, is, like, I I love that there's questions on Twitter that um, point out our inactivity. So, like, there's one lady who asked, what was the last book you read by a black woman? And it's just kind of, like, it puts you in your place and and gets you to, like, really think. Um, And even me, too, like, having done English in my, like, university years, it's probably the last time I did. So, yeah pretty incredible that that's being pointed out but just a few um i love this gift i don't know why this is here <laughs> um but just to point out a few great things that have happened um i saw this tweet that you know new zealand who's you know kind of become the new canada in terms of like being respected and considered the peaceful country um that they got um police in new zealand to scrap the increased use of guns um which is incredible and um And I'm glad, again, like, I'm glad this is an international movement. It's not just Mm Canada-Americans that we're seeing it across. So this is really cool that I saw this. Mm -hmm. Um, Being more Petrona specific um, just how Iman mentioned that that interest in cutting police budget by 10% is still out there. Again, still in discussion mode, right, as it kind of specified there. So, I mean, we're not – we're sensitive to that. But, again, huge that this is on the table. Um, I saw, too, that – Um, anti-black racism is now being considered a public health crisis in toronto which is phenomenal i love i'm a big supporter of intersectionality like we should be considering um you know definitely like how seeing this issue not just as a race political you know uh, like law issue but it relates to other things like mental health and health in general so love that
1: Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Especially like, you I, you see it, I think you see it here in Canada as well. But I've seen so many um, cases in the States where like, like black, spe- specifically black women are dying hmm. um, for things they shouldn't like they should be able to be treated for because the doctors don't believe that they're like they don't believe that they're actually um, sick or they don't believe that they don't believe the patient basically yeah <laughs> about their been, symptoms yeah. and things like that and then they end up dying when they could have been treated
0: um this post has kind of been viral um but again to reiterate the positive aspects that th- these things have happened um you know the the man who murdered george, Flo- george floyd has been charged we know that the others were charged at this time but since I don't know if you saw one has been released yeah because of bail Mm -hmm. because of donations that were raised for him which is really painful actually disgusting yeah um you know that cases are being reopened um communities are being invested in all of these things but it's it's really important to to note that especially those who are who are signing petitions for protesting that this is not to waste like this is I love this yeah definitely
1: petitions are doing so much of the work
0: yeah so that's amazing I don't know why this is all small like this But uh, one thing that should have been done decades and decades and decades ago, (laughs) I feel like, um, that the Confederate flag, man, I don't know why we're tied to this. I've never understood it. (laughs) Um, But the fact that we're uh, slowly in America
1: considering to get rid of this altogether. Also, there's petitions to disband the KKK or whatever. Or like the fact that that's not even like the KKK is not. I don't think it's illegal in the States yet. No, the, here's the My thing. I remember
0: hearing a, a spoken word that actually was, like, on, um, it was, like, Three Girls on Ellen or something, and they mm-hmm. were talking about how, like, you know in America, like, how certain books are banned there in terms of education? Like, at at a certain oh. point, kill it, the, like, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird was banned at one point. At one point, uh, 1984 was banned, like, the, oh, okay. c- censorship in the American education system at one point was very popular. I don't know about right now, so that's why I'm saying at one point. Um, yeah but like in the spoken word, they mentioned that those books are banned um but the kkk website is still free and out there and i was and it just was like you know context you're just like censorship to a level where it doesn't make sense even is like crazy yeah
1: like, you know yeah there. are so. because i saw a tweet and it was like petitions to abolish the kkk are circulating and i'm like hold up wait yeah are they not already abolished yeah like, exactly they're still running in alignment it's just like yeah it
0: yeah it gives you context to like who we're calling terrorists at this point too right like yeah. fuck, like if they're going around lynching people and we still have it in, like do you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying um and then the big thing that's going to happening, that's been happening kind of recently too is reconsidering uh, all this you know confederate statues that are all across america um and mm-hmm. pro- problematic like street names and things like that they've been um you know defaced on purpose and for good reason just to return back to this yeah uh the reason why i kind of met like wanted to leave off with the no-knock warrants at the very end here is because mm-hmm. yes like there is a law put in place that now you know those warrants aren't you know possible to use anymore but it's also a reminder that like that law came first before we've ever ever really done anything about brianna taylor's case and truly, like, convicted the people who killed her. So, it's mm-hmm. int- do you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's... Yeah. It's, it's, an, it's an interesting point to hold on because it's, like, the government is doing, you know, face-value stuff by putting her name on a, a law where she was never really truly, you know,
1: redeemed or, like, saw justice. So yeah. just uh, Yeah. To I mean, like, her, her killers are still... They haven't been charged with anything. Um, from the last I heard, they were... Uh, Um, on leave, they haven't even been fired from my understanding, so.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um,
0: So I I know you've mentioned these things. um,
1: Yeah, I think we can move on.
0: Yeah, okay, cool. Um, I'm gonna stop sharing, because I think I can speak to this. Um, We also wanted to really quickly touch on allyship and what it means to be, you know, whether or not you're a person of color too um uh you know how can you support your fellow black friends or or members of the black community um in a time like this which obviously you know uh, is an emotional time it's a stressful time um we're all at home too quarantine i don't think makes it makes this any better for for people uh it gives you more time and space to be anxious and worried right when you're not distracted by your, like normal everyday things so um how can we uh especially pocs do um to help out and make our communities better I've kind of talked to Iman about this before but I've always had like a strange like the word ally is like weird to me only because like the title feels very formal very like special like oh I'm supporting a movement blah blah all this stuff when really for me it's like no I respect other people's lives and like of course like it's yeah it it's do you know what I'm saying when you when you get called or even call yourself an ally it's like a pat on the back it's like I shouldn't feel good for it like that's so, just prefacing that, I don't like actually being called it. I feel like it's really, it's weird to me. Um, a
1: lot of people use it to be performative, like a performative <laughs> activist, right? Like, they yeah. want to be, be given be given a something that yeah. they really should just be doing generally. Yeah. Um, yeah so, yeah, I, yeah I, I can
0: understand. Yeah. It sounds like, <laughs> yeah, it's a weird, like, word to be like, I'm a fan of this. But it's like... Yeah. Oh, whatever. You get my point. Um, but just to really like round up this conversation, I don't think that any ally is truly perfect because we won't ever be, um, you know, we won't ever know your experience firsthand or a a member of the black community and and know what it's like to live your everyday or or to be raised uh, as a black person in Canada, in America. Uh, But I do think that most allies are trying their best. Um, I think that like with, BLM this year in specific, um, what I found is really important is to not adapt to like what we've been saying for the past few years of like, you know, someone will make a comment in a convo and you have that let it go mentality of like, oh, this is just so-and-so and and this is just how they are. Um, and, uh, not taking those insensitive comments to light and like actually doing something about it. So either having that very uncomfortable conversation or like choosing to, you know, keep your circle tight. Yeah, that's kind of my piece of, like, learning, I guess, from this as as someone who's a person of color but still outside this. Um, Yeah. um, And I just put three suggestions for anybody who wants to support this movement but isn't black themselves. um, And things that I find helpful is to first and foremost, I know this sounds really, like, floaty and, like, given, but I think it's really important to listen to people uh, of color if, if you're not, and listen to black people in particular. Um, and I wrote down listen by remembering, and what I mean by that is, like, um, like, you know when you, like, as a kid, like, you'll hear, your parents will talk to you about, like, their experience growing up as an immigrant, and they'll maybe tell you about a hard time, and, like, as as you grow up as, like, a young kid until you're teens and, and until you're adults, you have that in the back of your mind of, like, oh, like, now I got my first job, now I know exactly how it is, how hard it is to, like, you know, um, you know, get paid or, like, you know, manage finances and actually what the the value of money is. And, like, so then your mind will go back into that story that they told you. And, again, like, you'll, you know, try to find a new job or, like, learn things in school and juggle multiple responsibilities. And, again, you'll go back to what your parents had to do at a very young age and go, okay, this story makes even more sense to me as I grow older. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's exactly the approach we should take to stories of victims and of black people in general. And, and think about things in context all the time like that. The second point too, make sure that you know that you do have a role in this. I don't think anyone can get a, like a jail-free card and be like, well, yeah, no. like the, I have a black friend, so, you know, Yeah. Like, no, none of that it. Um, you have every right and need to educate yourself, read, watch Netflix documentaries. You have your capability to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, And to always remind yourself that when you're posting something, or not even posting something if you're talking about the topic if you're making it about you you need to step back a little bit um yeah and that's like a that goes for any topic that good that goes for like me too that goes that goes for you know lgbtq rights like if you're not a member of the community and like you end up talking about it in a way that makes you sound good or you sound smart or you sound whatever like i always have to do this for myself sometimes i'm everyone's like faulted for for any other topic but mm-hmm. it's just a constant reminder of like okay is this like appropriate and then like you know stepping away if yeah, you Yeah, I
1: mean I mean it's very I think it's very like it goes back to very simple like sayings that we've been taught like think before you speak. I think that is a very something that we've been taught our entire lives but for some reason people just don't don't take that into account when it comes to opening their mouth and saying things. Yeah. Like for example when you know when when you see people in pain and see saying like you know hashtag black lives matter if you come at it and say oh no hashtag all lives matter that's insensitive like that's not thinking before you speak because it's not that these people are saying all lives don't matter it's saying they're saying that black lives matter too like it's not that you know it's like they're they're trying to amplify the voices of black people because these are the people who are affected so think before you speak and then i think for me like the place where i'm at is that is is if you're willing If you're willing to listen, if you're willing to learn, and you want to be a part of this, Mm. okay, I'm I'm open to that. Come and speak with me. Come and like you know, do your research. But if you're not willing to listen, just be quiet and step aside. Like that's where I'm at (laughs) right now. Like don't say nothing. If you don't know, if you don't have information, you don't want to learn. Like if there's no intention to learn, step aside. Because I feel like at this point, it's not our jobs to convince you that our lives matter. (laughs)
0: yeah there's only so much exactly there's only so much we can do too and like if you're if you're if you've been on the receiving end of having a difficult conversation um with somebody who has like called you up for something or like it's yeah you've had like a difficult one-on-one just know that like if they aren't the same with you anymore it's probably because they there's certain conversations you know like if you're not going to if they're not listening to you in the first place, or if they've already made up their mind, I hate those conversations, where, where, like, you know Mm -hmm. they've made a stance. People of color, or allies, or whatever you want to call it, don't have to keep going. They don't have to be your therapists, right? So, uh, it's just, like, a a couple of slides of statements that I think are really important, which is, just because you're brown doesn't mean you're automatically an ally. Just because you're a therapist doesn't mean you are automatically an ally. Just because you love someone who's black doesn't mean you're automatically an ally. And it's, like, just, almost, like, affirmations that are really important to like remember that um that just because you like fall into a certain bucket or you feel like you you know what that space is like doesn't mean that you're doing enough or that like again like pat on your back you're
1: you're you're cool yeah whatever yeah Yeah, no you shouldn't be looking for validation Mm -hmm. regardless you should just be doing this because you that's what you care about like Yeah. yeah we see a lot with like celebrities as well um specifically white celebrities um where they do this thing where they like like did you see that video with a whole bunch of actors and actresses and they were like it was this weird like very dramatic black and white like they they were taking videos of themselves and they put it in black and white and it was like i stand with you no like i don't need i don't need that like we don't need that video from you yeah Or, or or like for example I mean, this is separate from the from the issue. But when the pandemic started, yeah, and they came up with like that, they were saying that song, mm-hmm.
0: like that's not the pandemic not was a perfect mean. actually example of like
1: yeah, how like, exactly
0: not to support <laughs> like you know people when they're engaged. yeah it's
1: like we don't need you to sing at us we don't need to do little skits I don't even know what it was yeah it's not necessary like you as as a celebrity specifically as a celebrity not only have the platform, but have the money to create change. Put your money where your mouth is, sirs and ma'ams, please. (laughs) Because, like, that is where your power lies. As a celebrity, that's where your power lies. And if you want to be an ally, like, a real ally, you should use the resources you have to create change. And obviously, I'm not saying throw all your money But, like, there's so many, um, like, high-profile people that... Have donated so much to this um, and it's like you can do the same we don't need your little skit yeah I've also seen like TikToks of people who do like contemporary dances mm. to like a song and it's like George Floyd it's like it's it's just like wh- what in your mind made you think oh I need to do that yeah like what in your mind was like this is this is how I create change yeah and just show up like and, and obviously at this time it's like it's very difficult to do like, obviously, there's protests all around the world, and it's very difficult. This Everybody's scared of getting sick. And so, like, that is, that's a legitimate worry. So, like, mm-hmm. if you can't show up to a protest, that's okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But there are so many other things that you could be doing, whether it be fundraising. If you don't have the money to fundraise, spread information. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so mm-hmm. easy to spread information. And then do the work internally in your communities, mm-hmm. like. I feel like at the heart, I am a positive person. I'm an optimistic person. So I think that there is a lot of good being done. And a lot of the things that we end up seeing, like uh, 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 at the end of the day, like even though we have social media and everything, everything is framed, guys. Like let's not forget. (laughs) Even our social media, like everything is framed for the pleasure, like our viewing pleasure, because that's how they keep you on their sites. The media is framed Mm -hmm. by like gatekeepers that, only care about certain messages so like at the end of the day even though we see a lot of, um we see a lot of negative and there is negative let's not forget but I do think that there are a lot of people I think there are more people that care than don't at, at least that's my belief I think there are more p- humans that care about other humans that that than don't mm. but we're told that there's more hate than there is love if that makes sense
0: yeah no I feel that I feel that for 100 percent um I think our last section for today in terms of conversation is to um, really bring up some key resources that we found really helpful um, and insightful during this time. And just to give you some uh, like a heads up, I think a cool thing that we want to do on our Twitter is to actually set up a thread of like all these um, posts and stuff that you'll be seeing on your screen so that you can follow along and read them on your own time too. Um, So check out our podcast uh, Twitter profile thing over there. <laughs> You're
1: sense. like, what is it called again? That you know, <laughs> that page is, you, is, at Studios, right? It should be on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Look <laughs> at the description. Do we, look in the do, we own, description. do we own this podcast? <laughs> do,
0: we, and do we run this? <laughs> do we run this? Is this ours? <laughs> um, so I'm so going to share my screen really quickly again. um But to begin off with, and I don't know if you've seen this, Iman or how you feel about this, but I I really have been appreciating all the stuff that The Daily Show has been producing and making. Yeah, I've seen a couple things. um, For this movement in particular, and I've always found, like, The Daily Show, um, like, really insightful and kind of gets to the point of the matter. Um, And if you want to, like... If you've never really given yourself a chance to, like, address any resource for BLM, I would highly recommend starting here. For me, personally, just because it's one person talking to you about the the movement but also he's a black person too so it, it's important both ways but this is just like a, things that i've bookmarked on my own personal twitter and instagram uh, that i found uh, really cool and i'm gonna definitely look into more later but here is a compiled list of really cool uh movies that are uh, from black directors and screenwriters um, that i haven't really seen so I, like none of these screenshots rang a bell to me so i was like definitely gonna save that. i saw um
1: the top right corner this one yeah, I believe that's the, if I'm not mistaken, that's the one on Netflix by Spike Lee. It was really oh, good. Cool. It's like, a. it talks about police brutality, but it's also sci-fi. So it's a very that's interesting, interesting um, like, mixture of g- genres. I really enjoyed
0: it. I love that. Okay, that's cool. That's really cool. I'm going to check that out later. So there's that. Um, this is actually by someone I know, mm-hmm. um, but he put together a... Uh, a, a list of, of books about Black history in particular and Black Muslim history, which is
1: um, so important.
0: Yeah, exactly. A nice list because people like don't know. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. There's a big population of Black Muslims. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So, so this is like a great list um, that I'm also hoping to get out of. Um, a really cool thing that so for me in particular, what I find on my feeds on any social again because I'm interested in animators and artists and gaming and so that's kind of like what I, I see pop up but an incredible thread that started that like for me showed me so much really cool art that I've never seen in my entire life and artists that I definitely need to hype up uh, on my own time is uh, like this thread of black artists that they were just kind of told like hey if you want to shout yourself out you can in this thread and it, that was like a really nice moment for me to see like community building um, a really good little um, slideshow of of items that I think that are really cool to highlight like, like, actionable steps um, it's just again like a list off of things you need to watch you need to read um, how to have uh, family discussions like it's just a really good touch point for all things about BLM which I love this stat was actually really um, kind of shout out shouted a lot to me um, in terms of like the education that is required for American police officers and gives you a context for the rest of the world, um, mm-hmm. which I like highly recommend looking into this, like, you know, the amount of hours that, like, a manicurist needs to do versus a police officer, which is jarring. Like, this is not the same job <laughs> at all. Yeah. Um, so really, really highly recommend going through that. This has been everywhere. <laughs> but again, just to make this about the Canadian context again, being aware that racism does exist in Canada
1: Um, Oh, 100%.
0: And, I mean, we could have, like, again, a whole other podcast. (laughs) That's a whole other discussion. Like, our own personal, even, like, experiences. Yeah. um, As POCs. Really great, too, um, um, resources that I found about addressing this issue with kids that I've, like, found and really loved. I would recommend going through this as well as
1: this one. There was that whole, um, I can't, I think it was, I don't, I can't remember if it was CNN, but some news outlet did that whole thing with Sandy Street. Did you see that? Sorry, say that again, Sesame Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had a whole episode. Like it wasn't. A, I don't know if it was a Ses- episode or Sesame Street was on the news. Like it was a news outlet yeah, that Hunter's was hosting was them. Yeah. And then they created a whole thing of like programming for kids, but about the situation.
0: Yeah. Which I love. Which I-, I think. That yeah. We, I, like I, and it's not. I mean, obviously, I'm biased, because I have like a lot of uh, kids in my family. But it's just like that's neat. Where the discussions need to start first. They need to understand it. Better yeah. Exactly. Than we do. Um, so this is a really good thread of, like, books I've never even seen in my life before about this topic, so love that. Um, this video is, like, heartbreaking, so I would, I would watch this only when you're ready, <laughs> uh, to be honest, but, um, this is under a section I put in our notes, uh, called Empathy. If you want to really understand that your life is different than a person, uh, who's Black, this is, this is it. But that kind of rounds it out for me, like, I... Again, we'll share these on you know all of our social media platforms, uh, so you can check them yeah. out yourself.
1: One thing I can't we'll find Yeah, we'll definitely come up with a list of like the fundraisers and um, the what are they called? Petitions mm-hmm. that are still going around that are circulating that need um, the support, and we'll do, we'll link that either you know somewhere on this wherever you're lis- listening to this, we'll link it there, um, and then we'll also link all these resources that page so look out for that um but yeah I mean I, I thank you Razia for compiling that because no problem it's different for us because I think that a lot of the people that are in our circle um whether that be the wider circle of our social media or just our closer circle are very much a part of whether they're allies or a part of the black community are very much like active members and so we see a lot of this uh content being shared I've shared a lot of content over the past couple on my stories and stuff like that so i think that we're we get an influx of information but for people who maybe don't have the same circles this may be a good starting point for you guys to find the information you need to learn more and to just learn how to be a little bit more empathetic
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and understanding of the situation going on um
0: um but just like a reminder to just you know if you need to step away don't feel like you have to it shouldn't be a thing you should feel pressured to do like do you know what I'm saying like, yeah and I, I want
1: to speak yeah no no sorry I just no, wanted to say like no. specifically to like if you're a black person watching this like oh yeah at, like just in my personal experience I feel like I always have to be on at all moments like I always have to be ready to speak about something I always have to be because I'm like this is my community I need to be there and be a part of the voice but something that I've been learning and like something that I've been seeing being circulated in spaces is that like you're allowed to take a break like you are experiencing a trauma mm. and like mm-hmm. even it doesn't matter like say for example like sometimes i think i'm in canada like this is happening in the states like the the uh, african-american experience in the states is so different from like me ethiopian black person in canada like it's, yeah. it's a diff- it's a different experience so sometimes i'm like i feel like i should still be putting in like 100 percent of the work because i'm not as as them but it's like it's still pain and trauma at the end of the day because you're yeah. still a part of that community. And so it's important that, yeah, like Razia said, you're giving yourself a mental health breaks and you're talking to people you trust. Yeah. That's um, a huge thing that I was just to kind imagine. of unpack. Yeah, everything. yeah. Um, But anyways, I hope <laughs> that this was a helpful um episode for anybody who's listening and watching. Um, I hope that like, it, 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 it's still a serious topic and like, like, I've heard this so many times, but it's a marathon and not a sprint. Like there's so much work that needs to be done, and that can seem daunting and overwhelming. But I think that if everybody does their part, like we will see change. And and like, can you imagine? Like in such, it's it's been like a very, um, it's been a very tough time. But if you look at it, it's been a very short period in terms of like when the protest started and what change has happened since then and like been rapid, seeing though. the like worldwide um movement happening and like how fast things can mobilize mm. when people actually do the work and not just black people everybody does it great so i even though we do have a long way to go i think that it's overall um a positive change i hope yeah <laughs> um but yeah i mean like we, we hope as always that you guys enjoyed if you guys have any questions or any comments? Anything you We'd guys can to comment down below? Discussion with you about this. Like this is yeah. Something comment like, down below. We're interested in hearing from you about. So yeah, we can com- We can discuss on whichever platform you guys want. If you guys want to message us personally, you can DM us on mm-hmm. any other platform. Email us, whichever feels comfortable for you. Um, and we hope that everybody's staying safe. Yeah. And mm-hmm. everybody's taking care of not only themselves but the people in their community and and staying in touch with and keeping up with their black friends and family and checking in and making sure they're okay um and yeah (laughs)
0: that's all i really (laughs) all right guys thanks for watching um and yeah we'll talk to you in the next one